Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and before we started, I'd seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plots, so feel free to check out the film on DoesTheDogDie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the movie that started a bidding war after its premiere at Sundance, 824's Talk to Me. Let's get spooky. All right. Should I kick us off with a summary? Yes. All right. So, talk to me. So the movie starts out with Cole, a young man who's making his way through a house party, trying to find his brother, Duckett. Cole breaks down the door of the room that Duckett has locked himself in and tries to leave. However, all the partygoers start taking video, and while Cole tries to get them to stop, Duckett grabs a knife. He stabs Cole in the chest and then himself in the face, killing himself. Uh, We then meet Mia who is struggling with the anniversary of her mother's suicide. She convinces her best friend Jade and Jade's little brother Riley to go to a house party where kids are going to go to apparently, like, get possessed. Um, At the party, the host Haley shows them an embalmed hand, which will possess them if they grab it, say, talk to me, and then say, I let you in. Uh, Haley explains that they can only let the possession go on for 90 seconds before blowing out a candle to stop it, or else the spirit won't want to leave. Mia volunteers to go first and is possessed by a spirit who threatens Riley. Uh, The spirit holds on to Mia for a little longer than 90 seconds before they're able to blow out the candle. The next night, Mia hosts another party to get possessed again because she, like, really liked it. Uh, (laughs) They all take turns, but when Riley wants to go, Jade is upset. She doesn't want him to do it, and she leaves the room. Uh, When she's gone, Mia allows him to do it anyway, and when he does, he is seemingly possessed by the spirit of Mia's mother. Mia doesn't let them stop the possession, and it goes well over the 90 seconds. Uh, At that point, the spirit in Riley becomes very aggressive, and it causes him to bash his head against the, like, table and try to gouge his own eye out. Uh, Jade comes back in and is able to stop him before he kills himself, uh, but they were not able to blow out the candle uh, and Riley's sent to the hospital. So Mia secretly took the hand and attempts to contact her mom by herself. Uh, The spirit convinces Mia that the mom's death was not a suicide and that it was just an accident. Uh, She also tells Mia that she needs to help Riley, who is still possessed, is attempting to self-harm at the hospital. Uh, So Mia goes, she tells the others that they need to redo the ritual and blow out the candle this time in order to prevent it, but they're not able to do it because Riley's not able to grab the hand and say it himself. Uh, She, Mia, decides to do it herself. She sees a spirit of a little girl who shows her a vision of Riley kind of in this, like, hellscape being tortured by spirits. Uh, This makes her very upset. They leave, trying to come up with another plan. Uh, While Mia goes back home, her dad comes home and shows her her mother's suicide note. Uh, Mia doesn't believe him because of what the spirits have told her, so she hides in her room. The spirit tells her that her dad is lying and that he's an imposter. Mia then has a vision that her dad is attacking her, and she accidentally stabs her real father when he comes into the room to see what the ruckus was 
Uh, Mia then tricks Jade into leaving the hospital so that she can go kill Riley uh, because the spirits have told her that that's what she needs to do to release him. Uh, she takes him in a wheelchair down to the highway, intending to throw him into oncoming traffic. Unable to do so then, um, and instead she throws herself in traffic. Uh, Mia gets hit by a car, then she stands up and is suddenly transported into the hospital where she sees a fully healed Riley with his family and her dad fully recovered. She's then surrounded by darkness. She sees a light, which she follows. Mia then finds herself on the other side of an embalmed hand as a foreign party goer grabs her hand and says, Fuck. It's a doozy. Yeah. And I had to leave out a lot. That was a long summary. I apologize. But, like, there is so much that happens in this movie. Yeah. And it's only an hour and a half, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I <laughs> am so surprised that it was only an hour and a half. Like, everything that happens in that movie is relevant to the plot. Yeah. And that's why it was so difficult trying to do the summary without including everything. Because mm -hmm. there's so much to it. And it all felt necessary. Well, yeah, totally. <laughs> maybe it all felt necessary <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about and honestly I would have put that in there too <laughs> completely necessary do you want to explain the two key scenes that I left out are you talking about the dog scene and the toes yep <laughs> yeah uh, sure so um, Daniel the boyfriend, Jade's boyfriend, so the best friend's boyfriend, um, and also the main character's ex, uh, gets possessed for the first time and um, is having, like, some sort of, like, sexual something or another. He gets possessed and, and his the spirit is like, you make me soft, talking to Jade, his current girlfriend. Uh, and then he looks over at his ex-girlfriend, main character, Mia, and starts, like, gyrating and moaning and then makes out with a dog. Yeah. So that was relevant to the plot somehow. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> um, and then another poor Daniel. It's yeah. Daniel that's getting the short end of the stick. He really went through it. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he stays over at Mia's house at one point and is awoken by a possessed Mia sucking on his toes. Yeah. She didn't know it was her sucking his toes. She thought it was, she was, she was like watching it like out of body. Mm -hmm. Weirdly enough. But sure enough, she was the sucker and Daniel was the sucky. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> this was definitely a movie where, like, I got done. And I had originally planned to go see this and then just, like, go right into Barbie afterwards. And I saw this and I was like, maybe not. Maybe it's time to just think for, like, an hour. <laughs> like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's the vibe that you want to have going into Barbie. 
Yeah. No. No. Um, I told you this, but I saw this movie with my dad. And I told him why I was like, look, I know horror movies aren't your thing, but I have to go see this movie and I really don't want to see it alone mm-hmm. because the only other movie that I've seen in theaters for the podcast is Renfield. And I was totally, I mean, that wasn't going to scare me. Yeah. Um, so this one, I was like, I really need somebody to go and nobody would go. And my dad's like, oh, I love the movies. So he came with me and at the end, the first thing out of his mouth was, you think you got enough for your blog? (laughs) (laughs) Which was super cute. Um, It's the cutest thing I've ever. That's very dad behavior. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, literally the only thing I wanted to do after seeing it was call you and talk to you about it. And I knew I couldn't until Tuesday. I was struggling so hard and I didn't do a very good job of it. I think you already know how I feel about this yeah. movie because I couldn't, I could I couldn't, I couldn't not talk about it. I immediately went into like our Discord server and was like, recommendations. Hey, everybody go see talk. <laughs> I was talking to Katie. I'm like, I'm going to see it again. I'm going to see it again. <laughs> yeah. You tried to play it off though. You were like, yeah, it's got to be fresh. And then everywhere else you were talking about it, you were like, oh, it's so good. Please go see it. Um, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It was very good. But you know what? I feel like we've both had those moments. Because you saw the menu before I did. And before I had seen it, you just messaged me immediately. That was shit. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now Cancel the podcast talk. episode. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, no, now we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. Ugh. It was so dumb. Yeah. This movie was not, however. No. Big fan. Yeah. I think there were some people who were, like, really upset about the ending, though. And people just thought it was, like, anticlimactic or, like, I don't know. I A little predictable, maybe. Adored it. See, that's, okay. It was predictable, but it was like, that was how I was hoping it was going to end. Yeah. Like the whole time I was like, oh, I hope that that's what happens. That this mm-hmm. is, we see how people become the spirits behind the hand. Like that would be yep. so sick. And so it was one of those times where I was just happy I was right because it was exactly yeah. what I wanted them to do rather than like come out of left field and completely surprise me. That was I I got that enough with the dog and the toes. That was like I there's no possible way I could have predicted that. So, <laughs> that's all the surprise I needed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was the shock factor. Yeah. Plenty of shock factor. But no, I I agree. I knew that the ending was coming long before it came, but like once I realized it, which was still like only like five minutes left of the movie. Once I realized it, my hand shot to my mouth. I'm like, oh, my God. She's going to be on the other side now. Yeah. And it was it was still a surprise. Like, I. Yeah, I found it out before it happened, but it was still a shock. Right. And it was exciting that it ended that way. I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. it. And I don't know. I kind of like it when movies like put little pieces that come back later and it connects everything to you. Like another mm-hmm. piece that I kind of had to leave out um, to shorten the summary is that we later find out that they got the hand from Duckett. And so the brothers at the beginning, you meet 
Cole later, he survived the stabbing and he kind of tells them, let it go, like stop playing with it and it won't get worse. But the more you do it, the more it's going to like the worse it's going to get. And I like how uh, the first time we see like Mia and Riley, they're in a car and they see an injured kangaroo on the side of the road. This takes place in Australia. Um, (laughs) And Riley's like, it's suffering. Like we need to put it out of its misery and Mia can't do it. And that comes back later because she's told that she needs to kill Riley to put out his suffering and she can't do it. And like, I like it when movies do things like that. I just find it really satisfying when you're putting in these pieces that later are going to come back and kind of have that full circle effect i guess mm-hmm. yeah um on the note of like this is kind of an aside but on the note of like Duckett mm-hmm. and cole um one thing that i love about movies that were screened at like festivals and is that they generally don't like hit the general population until several months later and by that time like sequels could potentially be in the works and that's exactly what's happening here we've got two other films kind of in this universe like already on the way one of them is about Duckett and Cole um and so it's a prequel and they filmed that subsequently with Talk to Me so it's already like in editing yeah so who knows when that could come out that could come out tomorrow oh my god I didn't know that yeah um so that's super exciting and that one is supposedly more of like a um uh what do they call it I wrote it down screen life storytelling Hmm. so it's like told via like zoom and text messages and like digital mediums which could be fun and exciting they haven't done that since like the early 2000s like 2010 so that could be fun um but then we also have a sequel that's like another group of kids supposedly nice yeah i knew Mm -hmm. I knew that they, like, when, I think it was on Twitter or something, uh, Danny Philippou, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, by the way. I found two different ways of pronouncing their last name. Um, (laughs) But uh, they were like, oh. I've been saying Philippou. Okay, perfect. Uh, But someone was like, are you going to do a sequel? And he was like, yeah, I would love to, but, like, A24 needs this one to be successful first, so help me out. (laughs) Um. So I didn't realize that, that they had already been working on it and they that's sick. Well, the the prequel was like basically already done, I guess. The sequel is what was like just recently, like Greenland or whatever. And it's talk to me. Talk to me. All right. You. Too fast, too furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk X. Uh <laughs> um let three in. <laughs> That would be good. Actually, you know what? You know, it would actually (laughs) kind of be. I think I would have liked it if they had done talk to me and then the sequel was I let you in. (laughs) That would have been good. Yeah, you're right. Hello, marketing genius. Hire me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, That must have worked, though, that that tweet, like asking people to make this movie successful because it was only supposed to make like five million and it's at like 35 million. I I don't even think the tweet was needed. I think word of That's mouth true. works just fine. Like 
Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I immediately told people to go watch it. Like, I was like... <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. Yeah, you couldn't. I either. literally couldn't. I was giddy afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I had, like, the biggest smile on my face as the movie ended. I was like, oh, my God. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was also, like, a huge bidding war at Sundance in January of this year between... Universal and A24. And can I just say, I'm so fucking glad A24 won that because A24 doesn't fucking miss. And I'm so glad they got this movie under their belt. And they pay their writers. (laughs) That too. Yes. So that too. Big ups for being the only, well, not the only, but one of the only major uh, non struck companies right now i don't know how you would say that they're not struck they're not in a strike (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah and i heard i heard too that the directors uh they're brothers and they're youtubers which love that um but they turned down the chance to direct one of the films in the dceu because they wanted this to be their directorial debut cute I loved the like cinematography of it. I, it felt very like fresh, mm-hmm. like kind of like the spinning and the different angles of the kids. Like it, the montage scene. Yeah, the montage scene was so good. good. Do you like want, that? Do you want to have your fucking mind blown? Yeah, that entire possession scene montage was shot in less than an hour. Oh my god. That's fucking insane in the movie yeah. world. That's like, like only three a few takes. Yeah, it was a three minute long scene, probably right. I, yeah, it felt like yeah, it was like not a short scene to do in an hour. Like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like it. It's it would be easy for a three minute scene to take days in some movies. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's bonkers yeah but i love that scene that was like one of my favorite in the movie i thought it was yeah great it was fun and scary at the same time like you know what i mean like not funny it was not funny but it was fun i was having a great time and pissing myself at the same time simultaneously okay okay (laughs) right it right you're not a you're not a good judge of this uh, yeah, I'm sorry. This isn't, you know me. This isn't yeah. the type of movie that really scares me. But I did think it was like, there were moments of suspense, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. The was... one scene that really, oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Please. <I> <laughs> the one scene that really got me, like, still kind of like having problems with, at night when I like look down the hallway and stuff is when Mia's on the bed when Daniel's sleeping over and she like looks in the corner and there's like just like a shadowy figure there and you're just like is that gonna like move is it gonna jump out at me that one got me a little and then she like starts crawling out lit yeah I didn't like that
It was a first starring role in a feature film for Sophie Wilde, too, who plays Mia. Oh, cool. She did great. I hope it's not the last. She did she did fantastic. And I like kinda hated her a little bit in it. Like <laughs> What do you mean? Not like I don't know. Like her care her I don't think her character was meant to be like fully lovable. You know what I mean? Like she was definitely oh. a flawed protagonist. Like you feel bad for her, but you're also like, girl, stop. Stop playing with this possessed hand. Like you have to stop. Stop flirting with your friend's boyfriend because you're mad that she got him. Like I don't know. Like there were parts of her that I was like, okay, she's definitely flawed. But I also kind of like that because then it's more realistic. Yeah. It. I mean, she. Yeah, the acting was perfect. Yeah, like, she did an amazing job. Like it felt very authentic. Right. Yeah. I hate. I got mad at the character. She was fantastic. Yeah. The actress was okay. Great, and I hope that we get to see her in a lot more. Yeah. Future scream queen. Scream. Scream. You'll get scream there. queen. <laughs> <laughs> scream. Scream queen. <laughs> I did it. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I feel like the, the the average age of the main characters, like the the like six or seven like high schoolers, mm-hmm. pretty low. Yeah, they all seemed pretty young and fresh and, and they're I'm... all Australian. Yeah. Which I mean help I don't know. I I genuinely think like Sometimes horror movies especially are just better if you can get, like, unknown actors. Like, I've never seen these people in anything, and I felt like it just, like, I don't know. Because sometimes you see, like, like, I see Nicole Kidman in a movie, and I'm like, that's Nicole Kidman. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's great, but, like, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Sometimes I like it when it's unknown and you just like get to see them as this character and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The, the other thing is like, I think horror is really like a specialized genre. I mean, I guess all the genres are really specialized, but like there's not a whole lot of like comedians that also do horror. You know what I mean? With the exception of Ke- like Jordan Peele. Like that's the exception. Bill Hader. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. But we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that when the time comes. But my favorite thing is when people in comedy do like a drama or a horror or something like that. And everybody's like, oh my God, they can act. And I'm like, comedy is the hardest form of acting. It's yeah. so hard. Every comedy actor you see is probably a better actor than any drama actor. Except probably like Meryl Streep, you know. Viola Davis. Exceptions to the rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they could also probably do comedy, so not worried about it. Um, Have Meryl Streep is comedy. comedy. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Iconic. She's iconic. I want her in a horror movie. You know who's in an A24 horror movie coming up? Ooh. Nick Cage. Is he? It's a horror comedy. That feels on brand for him. Yeah. Excited for it. A24 doesn't miss. Gonna be another just Nick Cage, honestly. Let's be honest. <laughs> um. So what do we talk about when we do this podcast? Uh, just like no. things and stuff. 
scary. Well, nothing too crazy. <laughs> How scary was it? Like a like a one point five, maybe a two. <laughs> it was like, well, which is it? Like a one point five, if I'm being honest. It really didn't scare me that much, but it was like there were moments of suspense, um, like the hallway scene and like. Like, before the toe-sucking started, when she, like, wakes up and just sees, like, a spirit in the corner of the room. Like, that, I was kind of like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. But then the toe-sucking happened, and I was laughing, so I just... <laughs> I oh, my God. <laughs> well. Okay. How scary did you think it was? Three and a half. This is exactly what scares you, so... <laughs> yeah. It was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Honestly, like a lot of what I've heard from this is that people were like terrified by it. I I was honestly like expecting like more like jump scares and stuff because that's typically what people when they're like this was so scary it's just a lot of jump scares. Um, but not in it. It was it was a lot of just like terror and like yeah. suspense, not so much like in your face. But. Were there even any jump scares? I don't remember like recovering from any. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god! Like, like you the, and then like taking a drink. Kind of. I don't remember doing that at all. No, I think the only thing that was like maybe a little bit jump scary is like the first time Mia grabs the hand and says like talk to me, and then there's just like the spirit there. Oh yeah, that might have been. But I think like. You kind of knew that that was coming, so it wasn't, like, yeah. too crazy or anything. Yeah. Yeah, no. It it wasn't, like, over-explained, so I had to, like, think about it for a really long time after and talk myself off a ledge. And... Oh. That was kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is, like, unrelated to anything we're talking about. Do you mm. think that there's more than one hand? Or do you think that the hand that they get at the end of the movie is the same hand? I think there's more than one. Because didn't they okay. say at one point, like, where's his other hand? And, like, they made a joke about it or something. I want to say that that happened really early on. I meant to watch this again before we did this. But, because uh, it's been, like, two weeks now since I saw it. But. Well, I don't know that that would necessarily mean that there is another. Ha I mean, yeah, that's true. That doesn't. He's got like, two hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would like to know the story of like how it got to them then, but they made Talk six hands me. for the movie. I saw that the directors kept one. I know. I'm jealous. I want one. <laughs> A couple years from now, they're going to go on auction for some cancer charity. It's going to be great guarantee it start saving now <laughs> seriously for real yeah how sexy did you think um, it was yeah i feel like most of the cast is underage yeah there's a lot of kids so, or people looking yeah. like kids yeah and all of the monsters were grotesque and one of them was like drippy and not like in a fun tentacly way <laughs> I 
as if that wasn't abundantly clear already. <laughs> All did right. Did you also say one? I did. Yeah. Good. Excellent. I'm not a foot girl. That's not for me. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. That's probably somebody's thing. Huh? Yeah. Some For somebody out there, 3.5 at least. <laughs> Do you think that was his real foot? Like that she just shoved it in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Oh. You think they're going to like well, CGI a foot? No. Well, maybe not CGI, but like practical. Just a fake foot? Yeah. Hmm. I think I no matter it. how much you wash a foot, there's always a risk of like spreading something, you know? What's going on with your feet, man? <laughs> I'm not saying my feet. I'm saying everyone's feet. Yeah. I personally do not want to put my coworkers' feet in my mouth. Um, granted, our jobs are a little different, but like say like they're work what? they're working on a movie. It's their coworker. Got it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why actors, are we talking about our coworkers? They're actors. So they're coworkers. coworkers. Yes. I'm not gonna do that. I get that our jobs are very different. And the requirements are different. That doesn't seem like um, a fun day at the office for me. So I don't want to do it. But cost-wise, seems easier to just stick it in for a take or two. (laughs) I hope that scene only took an hour to film. I hope it took less. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> let's just let's just pretend it was practical. Okay, yeah, that was a that fake foot for sure, for sure, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I can see the outtakes though. I can just imagine the outtakes happening where he just like wiggles his toes. She had a lot in there. It was not like a toe. So yeah, it was like almost all of it. Yeah, she like fucking a, ate it like a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> anyway so yeah one sexy one sexy agreed agreed yeah how fucked up i gave it a two because of the feet thing and the dog thing and the gouging out the eye thing didn't like that. Not a fan. Also, mm, also the scene where it like shows the vision of Riley being to- that was like I- that scene got done, and I felt like sad. Like, I was like, yeah. I did not expect to feel like upset during a horror movie. I- yeah, I don't know. That's like the closest to like a motherly instinct I've ever had in my life. Where I was like this oh poor God. kid. Like, I don't- yeah. So maybe like a 2.5, because that's like four things that I was like, a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gave it a three. Yeah. So <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. But for all the same reasons that you said, the toe thing, the, I loved the digital, I'm assuming they're digital effects mostly of like all of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um. Maybe the hellscape monsters were 
practical, maybe. They could have they could definitely have been. Yeah, they seem um, like just people. Yeah. But that that scene was fucked. I was also very concerned. The the self-harm scenes fucked. Not a fan. So it was definitely pretty high. Yeah. Overall, I'm like reliving all of yeah, these now. You start talking about it and then you're like, oh yeah, that did fucking happen. That was... But I do want to see it again. Just, you know, you later. See... I want to see it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall? Um, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, four and a half. Is that how you gave it? Four and a half. Hell Yeah. Why did you give it a four and a half? Just a great film. Like, unexpected and well-produced, incredible acting. We haven't talked about, we didn't talk about, like, Riley, the the kid who plays Riley. So good. So good. Like, starts out playing this meek little kid and then is basically possessed and, like, self-harming and, like, demonic for the rest of the film. Absolutely incredible acting by him. I think he's like the unsung hero of this movie. Like diverse cast, fresh cast. It was Australian, which is fun. Like we never get Australian movies. There's a kangaroo in it. It's dying. But I do like an animal to be featured in a film. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I just like almost no notes. So what what kept it from being a five? I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't know. Just something? Yeah, there's just something that, like, like what, are, what were my fives? Uh, you gave A Quiet Place a five, and then you said A Quiet yeah, Place that's wrong. lied to you, and you gave Train to Busan a five. <laughs> that's... And then you gave Happy yeah. Death Day a five. I think that's the only one. I think I'm bad at rating movies. You know what? There are so many movies that looking back, I'm like, that wasn't true. (laughs) That was not the rating that I should have given that movie. Train to Busan, five. Thank you. You took that back later and said that none of the movies we'd watched so far is a five. Train to Busan is a five. (laughs) Train to Busan is a five. This is real fucking close. I would never subject myself to the math of a 4.75, but I'm really close to doing it. <laughs> Fair. Um, this is the closest I've been to a 4.75. Yeah. Like, you know. But, yeah. No notes. You? It's just something. Uh... Yeah, I think that this might be the best horror movie of 2023. Uh, I thought it's it was, August. I don't care. What's going to be better than this? Like, if a movie beats this, I'm going to be fucking. Like, that's... I'm going to be so happy. But A24 this was, has, like, three more coming out this year. Are they going to be as good? Who's to say? Only time will tell. So far, this is the best horror movie of 2023. Uh, in my opinion. I thought it was brilliant. And I think it's funny that you said that you couldn't pinpoint 
why it wasn't a five because I felt the same way. I came out of it and at first I was like four out of five. And then the more I thought about the movie, the more I was like, it's absolutely a five. But I couldn't like think of like what was making me feel weird about it because there was something that kind of didn't sit well with me while I was watching it. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I have to give credit to Cinema Joe on TikTok, which remind me, I'll like send the link to the video and we can like put it in the YouTube description or whatever, give him credit. Because I went and watched his, uh, he does like spoiler free reviews and I watched it after I got done with the movie and he, he knew, like he knew what it was <laughs> and it made Ooh. me realize that is, that is what it was. And it was the way that they like didn't quite explore the grief aspect and it kind of felt like an afterthought even though it was supposed to be like a major part of the plot is this grief of her dealing with her mom and and I think the more I thought about it the more I agreed because once you've seen Ari Aster do grief it's a really hard standard to live up to and I think that is my standard of how to show grief in a movie is hereditary and hereditary once you'll get there midsummer like he does it in both of them in just a way that like it like hits your heart in a way that's like i don't think i've ever felt that in another movie when it's like portraying something like that and so i think if they had explored that a little bit further it would have been a five out of five yeah and it it would have made more sense too Right, because it was this huge part of why she was doing, like why she yeah. couldn't stop because she could not let go of that grief of her mother being gone. And so I think if they had just hit on that a little bit harder, yeah, it would have been a five out of five. They almost made like at the beginning of the movie when like you first meet Jade, they almost make it like too lighthearted. Like, hey, come on. It's like the two year anniversary of my mom's death. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, ju it's just too like aloof. Right. And Which, I if mean, like, I'm aloof about it, I'm not going to fucking talk to a demon every night to try to get a hold of my, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. But I think, well, I, we agree with Cinema, Cinema Joe. Joe. <laughs> Cinema Joe. I just want to give credit because, like, I did not think of that on my own. I kept thinking, like, why? And I think that's why that scene, like, of the hellscape or whatever, like, hit me so hard. Because I was like... Like, why did that make me feel so sad? But, like, nothing else really was. And it's because they weren't ex exploring it as enough as they should have, maybe. Or yeah. at least I wish they would have. Yeah. So I think it all just, like, kind of made sense after I watched that video and I was like, by golly, he's right. <laughs> yeah. I think just, like, more generally, for me, it's, like, the movie didn't have as much emotion as I would expect from a five out of five, which is what Train to Busan did have. Train to Busan had fucking emotion. Yeah. This movie had it, but like not. Maybe it's because they're all kids and like, maybe, like you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like maybe there's not room for But I mean, grief is an emotion. Absolutely. And there yeah. should have been some there. Yeah. I totally agree that that is. I mean, like, I can also kind of it. understand like, like Mia being kind of like aloof about it because I could see like a kid not like or anyone really just like not wanting to open that door and not wanting to like show vulnerability so I do kind of get it but I wish we could have seen more of it in the moments where she was alone or the moments where yeah. she was with her dad um I think that would have been a little bit more impactful 
Yeah. Just like fuel for the desperation. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Wow. Thanks, Cinema Joe. Thanks, Cinema Joe. (laughs) 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 All right. Well. Well. Would I survive or would you survive? (laughs) I don't know. I, I think I always ask you, so. Do you want yeah. to ask me? <laughs> yeah. Would you survive? That's why I was like, would I survive? Because that's usually what happens is me first. Yeah. Would you survive? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not like having a fun time party getting possessed every weekend. Like that's just not my vibe. Um, I would absolutely just be the Jade. Jade literally is the only one that like is never shown doing it. So even in the montage scene, she never does it. And I'm like, I think that would be me. Where I'd just be like, you guys have a blast. Like, it seems fun. (laughs) But I'm going to stand over here and just watch. (laughs) I don't think that's for me. That's weird behavior. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Are you dying in this? I don't think I'm dying. Oh, okay. definitely doing the hand. You're doing it? I don't know. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a big adrenaline girl. Like I will do adrenaline things. Oh. I fucking wrestled a crocodile. Like true. I'm. Yeah. So if something that's like guaranteed not going to physically hurt me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get adrenaline out of it, do I'm it. fucking doing it. It's not guaranteed to not hurt you. So, like we literally well, it was until watched. Riley thing. Right? True. I guess that's that's not like a guarantee, though. They were like 90 seconds or else I'd be like, ooh, ooh. Oh, do I trust the guy with the watch? Who's to say? (laughs) True. But I will say, I might have done it only because if I'd like watched the videos and everybody's like, oh, come to this party. Everybody's getting possessed. I wouldn't believe it. I'd be like, yeah. okay, you guys are bullshitting. So when we got there and they were like, who wants to go? I'd probably be like, I'll go. Just to like prove that it's a lie. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> wow, that would be the happiest day of my life. For you to be like, literally this morning, you were possessed by a fucking demon. And you were like, you know, it's my laundry detergent probably. Or some shit. Like, I- what the fuck? That had more merit being a demon possession than being your fucking laundry detergent. She woke up. Can I tell them this? Can I tell this story? Yeah, now we have to. You can cut it out. No, no, it's fine. She woke up this morning with like a handprint on her arm. It was not a handprint. It was literally on my arm. It was like one mark here, one dot here, and then like one there. Oh, like somebody grabbed your arm. T-Rex? Like, what? <laughs> you don't fucking know how many fingers a demon has. Anyways, it was just red marks. I probably just, like, laid on it weird or, like, because I usually tuck my hand under my pillow. So it was probably just, like, sheets that got bunched up and left red marks. They didn't go away for a while, but they did go away eventually. I don't think that it has more merit being a demon than just, like, my- have you ever taken a nap and you wake up and there's just, like, red marks <laughs> Yeah, but that's not what was happening. I think that's what was happening. Okay, well. 
If so, if we don't do any episodes after this, you know why. <laughs> couldn't kill me once. Demon. Nah, that demon's a weak ass bitch. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taunting it. Demon. Oh my god. Demon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, we didn't even talk about how I thought this entire movie was like an allegory on like drug use, but that can be saved for another time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Am I wrong? It could be for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I could see that. Anyway. Normally. Next week? Oh. Yeah, nor- normally you would tell us the plot of next week, but we had to film out of order because we had to wait until we were both available to see this film in theaters. Yes. So Katie's already seen it. We've already recorded the next episode. And it is Ringu. Although oh, I'm, glad, maybe ring. I'm glad you say it. Ring? It. Ring? Yeah. I mean, it's the ring on the Japanese movie posters. We talk about it next week of how to pronounce it. Um, but we I think it's just know. ring, so... Yes, the yeah. uh, the Japanese uh, ring. We're gonna watch it. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eleven. It's like nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. I think you're about ten years too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old ass movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, come on now. I'm older than it. <laughs> Barely. True. Um. Yeah, 1998. Yay! Ring. Yay! Bye. Oh, you gotta say it like you say it. Come on. Oh. Don't Bye. Blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about, or you'd like to traumatize me with, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials at Killer Cuties Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the 1998 Japanese horror film, The Ring. We hope to see you then. Bye.